0: special episode of the All The Book Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Nick Gunning. This week, we're bringing you a special all about voting in 2020. Earlier in the month, I reached out to the Allegheny County Board of Elections staff, which includes Democratic Commissioner Michael McCormick and Deputy Commissioner Barbara Broughton, as well as Republican Commissioner Brent Reynolds and Deputy Commissioner Marcy Crawford to see if they would let me stop by the office and sit down and just pepper them with a million questions all about voting in 2020, specifically in Allegheny County. They were happy to do that. So what follows is a conversation we had on October 13th, 2020. I stopped by the office and we all sat down together, masks on, socially distanced for the conversation that you're about to hear. So uh, without further ado, it's the All the Votes Show. Well, today we're coming from the Allegheny County Board of Elections. My guest is Michael McCormick, who's the Democrat Elections Commissioner. Mike, thanks for joining us.
1: You're welcome. Glad All right. to be here and glad to see you today, too.
0: All right. Well, thank you. And we're also joined by Marcy Crawford, who's the Republican Deputy Commissioner of Elections. Marcy, hi. How are you?
2: Good. How are you, Nick?
0: I'm pretty good. I probably have been less stressed out than you have over the last several weeks. Has it been a busy time?
2: That's an understatement. It's been over busy.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'm sure you can handle it. So for the last several weeks uh, on both the podcast and just in the library, we've been trying to do what we can to, to make people aware of the election coming up, and we've been soliciting questions that people have. And, you know, we, we get a handful of questions, and we tend to just direct them to you, but we do get some questions in. So we've been trying to keep track of those, of what seems like the most confusing part or the most common questions that people had. So uh, I appreciate you guys sitting down with me today because I wanted to just use the podcast here today to go through all of these questions that people have and maybe they don't know who to ask or maybe you know they just they're not sure where to get that information uh so so let's go through it all here since we've got such a serious topic i want to start with some questions that are uh not as serious so my first question is who's your favorite beetle uh ringo star wow okay mike with the surprise ringo star marcy do you have a favorite beetle
2: no, that was before my time. Before
0: your time. Okay. Well, the correct answer was Paul McCartney, but I, I like that uh, Ringo Starr. Uh, what about, what was your first car?
1: A Buick Opal. Okay. Did it, was it a fixer-upper? Uh, it was used. Yeah, yeah. But it all had right. a four-speed in it, and that's all I cared about. I, I
0: learned to drive on my dad's, like, stick-shift truck, and it was so hard. And by the time, like, I actually got my first car, which was a junky little Cavalier, and it was an automatic, it was, like, the easiest thing I've ever had to do because I was so used to shifting. What about you?
2: 1976 uh, Pontiac Sunbird. Oh,
0: nice. Um, Yeah. Okay. What color?
2: Lime green with white interior and two different colored doors. Wow,
0: two different colors. Was that on purpose
2: or was
0: that necessity or
2: a necessity? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They didn't stay shut. All right.
0: All right. Marcy, how long have you worked for the Board of Elections?
2: Ten years. This is my eleventh election cycle.
0: Okay. I'm trying to figure out, I, I keep trying to figure out when the first election I worked as a as an inspector was, and it's almost, I feel like it's almost 10 years, It's not a long time, but you were definitely here when I started, so it's after, after yeah. you.
2: I started in August of 10.
0: Of 10, okay. What about you, Mike?
1: 2013 was my
0: first full year of being commissioner. Okay. And do you remember, Mike, what was the first election that you remember voting in?
1: Oh, the first election I remember voting in would be... Uh... Jimmy Carter. Okay, was it
0: was it something you were excited about? Were you interested in doing that, or was it just sort of like everybody votes? No, so I, you I was vote? in
1: college then. Okay, and uh, you know I I was reading up on all that stuff. And mm-hmm. That's the first time I remember going to the polls, and I was registered then, and voted. Okay,
0: now I remember I was I was just slightly too young to vote in the um, the the Bush Gore election, but I was really interested in it, and I remember staying up really late into the night, like, waiting for those results to come. And uh, ultimately, I went to sleep, you know, thinking for sure we'd know in the morning, and of course we didn't. Um So that was the first time I really remember being, like, actively interested in. But it was the bush Kerry election that I actually, like, cast my first vote. What about you, Marcy? 1995
2: was the first year I voted. Oh, okay. All right. I remember being scared walking through the doors to vote. Like, oh, really? Yeah.
0: Like you found it an intimidating process? Um,
2: it just wasn't... Positive of how the process was. Yeah. So I was a little nervous.
0: Well, I had a similar experience too because I didn't. That that was, you know, when it was more like you know you're closing the curtains behind yes, that's you and you're what like I did, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I was really I had no idea what to do. It's a lot easier now. I feel like with just just a little, you know, fill in the bubble and stuff. I I find that.
2: My aunt was an inspector at that time. Oh so okay. She helped ease the yeah the nerves. Yeah, before. I
1: bet that would help. My mother was an inspector. Was she? Yeah. Okay. And she really, uh, she enjoyed that day, and you know, she got to see all the different people in the township. And I think she enjoyed the check that she got. Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> well, I'm often, I'm often assigned to like, you know, the, the the town where I live. But I've I've had some pretty entertaining experiences just being in other towns. You know, hearing hearing stories and things where I'm just, you know, I'm not familiar with the people. So it's that's always a pretty entertaining day. I'm always surprised when election inspectors. Don't bring like books or magazines or things to do and are just like ready to, you know, just sort of sit there and and listen to stories and things because I always load up, you know, like when when it's coming, I always, uh, I'll always have a stack of whether it's a library book club book I'm trying to get through or something. Like that's my my go to, though I don't expect we'll have a lot of downtime this year. No, (laughs) don't expect that at all. Yep, (laughs) yep. I know that I've had a couple of experiences where. Uh, maybe working a primary or something in a smaller polling site. And one one year we had uh, five voters come in, all before 8, 8 a.m. and not a single person again for the rest of the day. That was the time that I was glad that I had a stack of books with me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start with the very basics. How do you register to vote?
2: How do you register yeah. to vote? Yeah. What's
0: the process? if You've never voted before. You want to vote. How do you do it?
2: You fill out a registration form, which you can get at a local post office, the so okay. local library. That's right. Um, you can get them if you're in school. The guidance counselor should have them, okay. your town clerk, and, of course, here in our office. Sure. There's also the Internet. You can get off the New York State website okay. or even our website. There's a, a registration form. you okay scroll right down our page to where it says... Are you registered to vote? Mm-hmm. And if not, right underneath that says registration form.
0: And and what about if somebody's not sure if they're registered or not? Like, what's the best best process for that? If they just want to know if they're they're registered.
2: There's two processes. They can call us. We'll look them up. Okay. Or they can go to the New Yorks. Go to our website and it says, "Are you registered?" Click on that. Mm-hmm. And it'll ask you to put in your last name, your first name, date of birth the county you believe you're registered in the zip code and then it'll pull you up okay. if you're registered as long as you haven't moved yeah if you enter a wrong zip code then what you're registered at it won't show you so okay. you can always call us
0: okay and if somebody if somebody thinks they are and maybe they're not and they show up on election day to vote what happens
1: they're not registered
0: not registered somebody they think
1: they're registered but, they're, but not. they're not yeah what would happen well, they, they couldn't vote on the machine. Okay. We instruct uh, our inspectors if there's a confrontation that's going to occur, like they're determined to vote, mm-hmm. we'll give them an affidavit b- ballot. Affidavit ballot. Okay. Affidavit ballot, and they'll f- fill out the form. And then they voted, mm-hmm. but not on the machine. Okay. So that uh, affidavit ballot will come back to the Board of Elections, and then we will uh, research that vote. Okay.
2: With the new e poll books that we have, yes, you're able to pull somebody up mm-hmm. um, if they've moved into our county from, in, from a different New York county, you can type in their address and that makes the affidavit process a little bit easier okay. to make sure that they're in the correct district for our for sure. the county or for the town mm-hmm. so that their affidavit will process through and be counted.
0: Okay, so there is a process in place to make that happen if, if yes. people are, are unsure. Okay. Um, another question that uh, seems, there seems to be a lot of confusion on, on primaries. What's the difference between a primary and a general election? Who's allowed to vote in a primary or a general election? Every primary I've ever worked in, we've had people from a party who's not, who's not having a primary that day coming in and just being a little bit of confusion about why they're not allowed to vote on that day. So I guess there's two questions in, buried in there. Number one, when you register to vote, do you have to register for a party?
2: No, you do not.
0: Okay, that's optional. Um, When it comes to voting in a primary, how is it decided who gets to vote in that primary?
1: Well, a primary is driven by the party, and if there's two people vying for that position, that forces a primary in in that uh, district. Mm -hmm. So, to vote in that specific primary, you have to be a registrant of the party that's forcing the primary. Okay. So there could be two conservative people vying for a town council position all right and so the the only people that could vote in that conservative primary would be a member of the conservative party
0: okay so so whereas a general election is everybody voting to choose the one candidate that's on the ballot a primary is more about each individual party setting up who they're going to have on the ballot for the Absolutely. general election okay so for this for this past primary, which was a little confusing just in general because it was cancelled and then uncanceled, and there was just there was some lingering confusion about that. One of the questions that, that where I was working where we had multiple times that day was it was only a democratic primary.
2: Democrat and libertarian? Democrat
0: and libertarian, yes. And so there were there were people who were registered Republicans coming in to vote, and there was just some confusion about why there wasn't a Republican on the on the ballot? So can you speak to that a little bit, Marcy?
2: I believe it's because they saw presidential, yes. so they thought it was the they were voting for the president. Yes, when they didn't read the whole thing, say presidential primary. Yeah, you know, um, and that's that was my take on it. Yeah, was they just felt that it was a presidential election, so therefore their candidate should be voted on. Sure, when it wasn't the actual. General presidential election, right,
0: and and because and because the, the current president is an incumbent, was was already a foregone conclusion that he was going to be the nominee. There was no need to have a Republican primary.
2: Correct, because there there were actually two people that were going to try to go against him. Yes. However, they didn't make all the right necessary cuts.
0: So had had there been a challenger within a Republican Party. That would have forced a Republican Absolutely. primary, and there would have been votes that day. But mm-hmm. because but because the president was already slotted in for that, there wasn't a Republican primary, meaning there was no Republicans on the ballot to vote that day. Correct. Time. So okay. there
2: was only one candidate for the November election. Mm-hmm. And for the Democrat position, there were more than one candidate vying for that Democrat position for the November general election for president.
0: Okay. All right. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, that's one that, like I said, has come up every time I've worked at primaries. There's just mm-hmm. been a little confusion about that, when, when people come to vote and are told, you know, you're a member of this party and that party doesn't have anything on the ballot today. I feel like there's a lot of confusion there. So thanks, Marcy, for, for clearing that up. You're Let's talk about voting location. So especially, uh, I, I assume now, let me ask, have you gotten a lot of new registered voters for this election in particular? Yes. <laughs> You say that as if the volume is is absurdly large. Is that true?
2: Yes, okay. it is. Um, we have been inundated with registration forms. A lot of new registrants through the DMV imports. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go on to the DMV website, you can register to vote if you're changing your address or whatnot. Um, then we get that electronically and we import it. And we have had a lot through there, through the mail, people thinking, well... I registered a long time ago but maybe I'm not still registered yes. they don't understand that once you register mm-hmm. unless we get something back mm-hmm. from the mail stating that they have moved then you're still registered at that address yeah so a lot of people think that well I registered and I voted in the last presidential election but I haven't voted but since so sure, I yeah. need to re-register so we have gotten some duplications okay there
0: with any election, you're going to have some some new voters, but it sounds like this is a uh, a particularly large amount of first time voters are going to be voting in this election.
1: Yes.
0: So if they if they're not sure where to vote, how do they figure that out? Like how do they know where their polling place is? Because I know you know we'll have some people depending on where I'm working in a given election. We'll have people who say, well, this, this place is way closer to my house than the place that you're telling me I have to vote. So there's a, there's a little confusion on that.
2: It goes by where you're, where you live. Yeah. Where you registered, which district. You Once you registered, you will get a voter card in mm-hmm. the mail, which we are getting ready to mail out at the okay. end of this week. It is stated on that card. Mm-hmm. You can also go to the website, where do I vote. Click on that button. It'll tell you where to go. Okay. Once you enter your information in there. You can always call us. We're going to tell you which polling
1: site to go to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or... You can early vote here at the I have a whole county, sorts of questions in, about county that. Board of elections on yep. an early vote. Okay. So we one location
0: All right. currently. Yeah, well let's uh let's talk about early voting then. So how does that process work? Um, several questions here. How does it work? When does it start? Is it safe?
1: Is it secure? Well it starts October twenty fourth. Okay. And it runs nine days consecutively through November first. Is it safe? Yeah. It's is is as safe as any other election day with the same machine, the same process, you know, the same it's the same. Sure. So we harbor all the results. We don't open that file until the election night. Okay. So we have no idea how the election we have we can't tell anybody any results until election night. Okay. So and now
0: is there a special... Do you have to apply for early voting? Can anybody just show up and do it? How does that work? If somebody it, lives just, in the, Okay.
2: Just like you're going to, elect, to uh, your poll site on election day. On the hours that are stated, which are listed on our website, and as Mike said, from October 24th through November 1st, mm-hmm. here at our office, you do not need an appointment. You can come during the open hours, and we will have flags out by the road stating... Early voting is now. Okay. And it's just like you're going to your poll site. You're going to come in, you're going to check in with the e-poll book with myself or Barb or um, an inspector that may possibly be working here, and you'll go through like you were at your poll site. Okay. You issued your ballot, you'll vote it on the machine, and you'll leave just like you would your poll site.
0: Okay, so bottom line, anybody who is a registered voter in Allegheny County can come here during any of those times and vote just as they would on Election Day. Absolutely. Okay.
1: If they're from Belfast, they'll get the ballot that's specific to the Belfast okay. Election District. Okay.
0: Let's talk voting in general because, you know, with with COVID-19 going around, with, with an you know increase in people voting, with probably an increase in early voting, probably an increase in mail-in voting, how is voting in general going to be different this year from other
1: elections? Well begin with, this is the first presidential election we've had with early voting. Okay. Secondly, it's uh, the first uh, general election we've had where everyone in the county was uh, availed the absentee ballot. Okay. And then thirdly, you know, all our poll sites, which are ADA compliant, mm-hmm. they'll all be open from 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. November 3rd.
2: The difference is going to be... Between each voter, the poll site has to be cleaned. Everything that a voter touches has to be wiped down due yes. to the COVID pandemic. So it may take a little bit longer to get through the line because you got to have your mask on. Right. And a mask is a must inside the poll site. You have to maintain your six-foot distancing. Okay. Once you're done voting, like I said, everything that you have touched, your, your pens, the stylus to sign the e-poll book, um, the marker to mark your ballot, the booth itself that you sat at, that all has to be wiped down in okay. between each voter. So that may take a little bit of extra time. Okay. So, so patience it's prob- is a virtue.
0: And it's probably wise when you're coming to vote on election day to give yourself a little more time than you might. Outs- Correct. Yes. Okay. Now you said, you said uh, masks are required. So if somebody shows up without a mask, what happens?
2: Um, we will have masks that will be offered by the inspector. There will be an inspector at the front door um, with extra masks. Um, If they have their own mask, of course, they can wear that. If they forget, we will issue them one. Mm -hmm. They get to keep it. We don't want it back. Sure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, if they come and they refuse to put a mask on, they cannot come into the poll site. Okay we are required by the CDC to have everyone inside the poll site with a mask on.
0: So that's a regulation that's outside of Allegheny County. That outside is a regulation, yes.
2: Okay. And in that case, they will be issued a ballot and an affidavit envelope. Okay. So that they can vote their ballot outside the poll site. They'll bring it back up to the door, hand it to the inspector at the door, and the inspector will put it into a special, we call it a special ballot bag, that's locked, secure during the day. That an inspector will have with them, so they'll just put it into that, and then it will come back here for count.
0: Okay, uh, Mike, you mentioned uh, more absentee ballots and that sort of thing. There's been a lot of talk about mail-in voting and in all all of the different steps that are being taken. Been a lot of talk about uh, security of that as well. So I wonder if both of you could weigh in a little bit on election security. Is voting early? Is voting with an absentee ballot, voting by mail? Is that a secure process here in Allegheny County?
1: Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, You know, we work very hard, Barb and Marcy and all our inspectors. The protocols we've set up and the protocols that are set up to us from the state board of elections. Mm -hmm. We follow rigorously. Is everything secure? In my estimation, right to the Final hours of election evening when we have the sheriff deputies actually go out and uh, bring back the results. I mean, we can't get any secureer than having our fine sheriff deputies, you know, do those uh, return routes to us. So that's just one thing that uh, we're very happy about. Okay.
2: And as far as absentees, yes, they are secure. If you've requested an absentee, you can request it by phone. You can request it by mail, by email, um, and there's a portal that you can also request an absentee. Once those absentees are mailed out to the voter and the voter votes, then there's three options on returning them. They can return them to our office. They can bring them right in. We have a metal box for them to drop them in. Okay. So nobody sees who is dropping what ballot in there. They'll drop them in. And then periodically through the day, we have to empty that, of course. Uh, we timestamp them. Then they are recorded into our computer that they've been received. Okay. And then they are sorted by t- district, not by town, by district, and put into a locked, fireproof filing cabinet. And it's locked every night. Okay. So no one can get to them. And they stay in that filing cabinet until the day of uh, starting to count, which is November 10th, 10 day, or seven days after Election Day. Okay. So, and uh, we do have a lot of people who are nervous about mailing their ballot in. Mm-hmm. And that is why we have the drop box. We okay. have an inside drop box. And if it's after hours, we have a secured drop box outside the building that actually has a video surveillance on it. Oh, okay. So, if someone drops it in there, we can see them. Drop it into the box, and anybody goes near that box, we can also see them. Okay. So,
0: well, on the topic of security, I mean, Marcy, what do you think about, you know, talk, talk of, you know, voter fraud, voter suppression, all that? Are, are these things that, that you're concerned about? Do, do you guys feel like that's all covered?
2: In our little county, I don't have any concerns of that. Okay. Because number one, you can't get two votes, right. even though you get an absentee ballot. And say you go to the full site on election day and you vote in person. Yeah. In-person collection is done first, so then when Barb and I um, and the commissioners and our clerks, whoever is helping with the opening of absentees, are sitting down, Barb and I are across from each other, I read the name off the envelope, Barb says, nope, they voted in person. Okay. Then it's written on that envelope, voted in person, that envelope is set aside and never opened. Okay. So no, no two votes, no vote fraud there. Okay,
0: well that's you know, because people have asked me this because you know people know that that I've been an election inspector for a long time, and one of the things that I feel like is so helpful, particularly about New York system, is that you have the paper ballot as a backup. You know, mm-hmm. I mean you have two different ways to tally that, and those numbers
1: mm-hmm. they have
0: to match. You know. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. And that that and to me is is a really I feel good knowing that because I mean right, it's a double check in the
2: process after elections with the results is Barb and I go over the tapes and we have to do ballot reconciliation and put it all on a spreadsheet for the state and so we're pretty confident that in in Allegheny County, I can't answer for any place else other than here, but as far as voter fraud, not in Allegheny County, security, we're pretty good.
0: Tell, tell me a little bit about your staff. So, I know, you know, Marcy, you're the Republican deputy commissioner, Mike, the, the Democratic commissioner. How does that work as far as like who's working on all of these processes? Do you always have a, a member of, of both parties involved?
1: How does that happen? Well, that's the goal. Yeah. Republican and Democrat both face a problem or the mm-hmm. solution. The problem or the solution is bipartisan. Mm-hmm. We all talk about it or do what we have to do to. Uh, so everyone agrees here. That's okay. one of the rules in the Board of Elections. If the commissioners don't agree, if Brent and I don't agree on something, it's a it doesn't get started. Okay. But uh, we've had with even the former late uh, commissioner Rick Hollis, we always seem to work together. And Barb and Marcy do a great job out front. Uh, they split up their duties, mm-hmm. uh, but their duties can be interchanged too. Yeah. So uh, I think it works really well.
0: What about as far as like, you know, the machines, uh like machine techs, that sort of thing. The people who work on the machines. How does how does that work?
2: There's two techs. Okay and one re- republican, one Democrat.
0: So right down the line you always Right tell.
2: down the line. Everything has to be bipartisan. We have two um clerks, one Democrat, one Republican.
1: Okay. Our machines are Dominion image cast machines. Okay. And the techs before they can become technicians have to go to the dominion training school which is a three-day event where they they spend three days with dominion looking at these machines taking off the scanners they can maintain the machine on election day that's the requirement that our techs have and
2: they travel around on election day together so that if anything has to be worked on on the machines it is done on a bipartisan basis
1: that's great
0: Uh, Let's talk a little bit about some of the other roles uh, that that people might have in the election. There's also been a lot of talk in the news about uh, uh, poll watching. Now, what's the process for being a poll watcher? What does it mean? What is a poll watcher? How do you become one?
1: Well, a a poll watcher is someone that's uh, going to be in a poll site. Okay. But to to be a poll watcher, you have to get a poll watcher certificate from county chairman or the candidate.
2: Or the secretary of the party.
1: The secretary of the party. Okay so you can be deemed a poll watcher with a certificate signed by those three individuals and as a poll watcher you can go into the poll site
2: you can ask to see you can ask if a certain voter has been into voted. to vote, oh, to vote. Okay. Um, normally a poll watcher will get a list of voters from our office the poll watcher certificate that mike mentioned uh, happened to be signed once they walk into a poll site as a poll watcher, they hand that certificate to the inspectors. Okay. That does not leave that poll site. So they can't get a poll watcher certificate and go to Dia 2 and then okay. go to Dia 1. I see. They would have to have two poll watcher certificates, okay. one per district that they're going to. Okay. They can come and go during the day as they want. They can ask if a certain voter has been in. They can watch the process. They can challenge a voter if they don't feel the voter should be voting in that district, but they can't touch anything. Okay. They can't say, "Hey, I want to look at look at your list. I want to look at your e-poll book and see."
0: So it has to have pre-approval, and a poll watcher certificate is only good for the poll site that it was specifically issued for.
1: Correct.
0: Okay. We've been talking about election election inspectors. Can you can you tell me a little bit about um, what is an election inspector? How do you become one? What's involved?
1: Well, election inspector is pivotal to the whole election process. To become an election inspector, you call the office and uh, we set up a training date for you and uh, the training is approximately four hours long and you get paid for it. Prior to the election, if uh, we need that uh, inspector at a certain poll site, we'll get a hold of them, he or her, and uh, they'll be assigned to a poll site. Okay
2: for this year we did our last training on saturday this past saturday so anyone who wants to be an inspector now they can call we'll mark them as a prospective inspector for next year okay and they'll get a card when we set up training for next year 2021 okay but for right now yeah for this for this year set going
0: forward if people are interested yes they can call
2: us we'll set them up
0: okay you know, like I was saying, my my first major memory of like waiting for election results was Bush Gore, which of course was not decided that night. Um, when do you expect to know the results, specific to Allegheny County?
2: Specific to Allegheny County. Yeah.
0: When county? when do you when do you feel like the the votes have been counted and certified for Allegheny County?
1: In our past history, polls close at nine o'clock. Typically, we have some of the results by ten o'clock, but the total county in my history here about 11:30 okay quarter after 11 with
2: the with the machines yeah. because we read the results off the cards that are in the machine on election night mike is right the latest with those machines has been like 11:30 okay however those are unofficial yeah and then you still have unofficial results after absentees and affidavits are opened okay. and that's a week later okay 7 days 7 days later And then we don't certify with the state until we have all of our numbers together, which is usually right before Thanksgiving, correct, Mike? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the commissioners sign the certification from us. We send it to the state. And then the state's certification date for this year is December 15th. Okay. And that's a final.
0: Okay. So it's likely that there will be, do you think, do you think a few weeks in there before you Cause i'm just curious because with all all, all of the absentees or, or possibly several affidavit ballots that day like you can't even look at those for a week is that what you're saying
2: we have to research the affidavits to make okay. sure that they count so that okay. that seven days later we can open the affidavits um same with absentees we have to make sure that the signatures on the envelopes correspond with what we have on file okay and if we if they don't we have to contact the voter if there's enough time from mm-hmm. the time we receive Got it. for any kind of correction. Then once we open them, and this year,
0: <laughs> we have
2: had the most absentee ballots go out. We're over 3,000. Wow. And in a normal presidential election, I think in 16 was 1,200. 1,200. 1,200. Okay, so yeah. And then, That's a know, big jump. So it is a big jump, and we have received, uh, at last count, I think it was over 750. That was last Friday, and we've received a whole bunch more. So the count of those may take us a little longer than what we normally would anticipate. The
1: the machines are, that's public information that evening. Okay. Yes. You know, at at, uh, 11 or 1130, uh, the public has access to what the machines read that day. So
2: they can go to the Allegheny County website. There's a... There'll be a button right on the top of the county website. Click on that, and it'll take them right to the results. Okay. For that day.
1: So you have well so that that day and the early voting is merged into that. Yes. Day? Okay. And that's typically the results, okay. unless it's a closely close election. Well, night. that was
0: my question, just because with with a potential of three thousand votes coming in a week later, I mean that even on a small scale that that could that could seriously alter what you're looking at election night,
1: right? It it will, but. Just the way uh, voting occurs, the absentees usually follow the same curve as, I the, see. as the general. Okay.
0: So as far as like whatever percentages are, you, you see those patterns.
2: We have had it come down to absentees for local. Sure, sure. For yeah. local.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, it sounds like uh, it's been a busy season and will continue to be a busy season uh, in, the, in the weeks even after election for you guys. If people have questions that we didn't cover here, and we covered a lot, so thank you both for your time because we really, really covered a lot of questions here. If there are other questions outside of this, what's the best way for people to ask those questions?
2: They can call us directly here at our numbers, uh, the 585-268-9294 or 9295. Okay. And we'll be happy to answer their questions. Um, They can always go to the Board of Elections website. We have a lot of information on there. Barb does great putting that page together and um, they can also go to the state website for a lot of answers. Okay
1: and I want to add that we lean on our inspectors so big that day and uh, we've gotten to know them really well and they do a great job in all these 33 poll sites that we have. They get there early, they're there all day and it's our wish that, that the voters that day show them the respect that they deserve because they're there for 16 hours and uh they've probably heard every story twice (laughs) and uh but they have a job to do and they've got their game face on and if and if they don't want to chat with the, the voter uh let's voting we all take it seriously and one thing i want to add is in this uh environment we're all in now it's hard to claim to own anything like it's just hard to do it, but that's one thing we have left. You own your vote. If you're a registered voter, no one can take it from you. It's all private, it's all secure, and I just think that uh, should be mentioned. It's one thing we all own. Well, I appreciate it. That is that is a good reminder. And I wanna to say to you guys,
0: and really your office in general, uh, though we don't know each other personally, we run into each other you know, every time I work in election, but I just wanted to say that I've always been impressed with the fact that you have an office. That's half Republicans, half Democrats, and you guys seem to work so well together. And while I'm sure you have ideological differences, I've never seen that play out in how things are managed and how things are run. So I think that that's really commendable, especially given you know the divisive nature of the world at the moment. That <laughs> that you guys seem to take really seriously putting all that aside and just working together to make sure we have a, a safe secure election so I want to thank you just as a voter and a resident of the county for that and I also want to thank you for your time today because like I said I really do appreciate it and I think it's so important to get some of these questions answered because I know just from from a library standard working with people coming in asking questions about all sorts of things that a lot of people don't feel comfortable coming up to a desk and asking a question. Um, so, anything that, that we can do to um, answer some of those questions ahead of time, I think, is really important. And I am appreciative of uh, the posters and the things that, that have gone up from your office to answer those questions as well. So, anyway, thanks
1: again. You're Thank welcome. you very much.
0: My thanks once again to the staff at the Allegheny County Board of Elections, particularly Democratic Commissioner Michael J. McCormick and Republican Deputy Commissioner Marcy Crawford. I enjoyed the conversation and I hope that that helps to shine some light on some of the questions you might have during this voting season. The Allegheny County Board of Elections is located at 8 Willets Avenue in Belmont, New York. To reach the Republican commissioners by phone, call 585-268-9294. That's 585-268-9294. For the Democrat commissioners, 585-268-9295. That's 585-268-9295. Now, if you live outside of Allegheny County, uh, a lot of this information is not gonna apply specifically to you, but the David A. Howe Library is happy to help with this. So please reach out to us at wellsville@stls.org. At you can find us on Facebook, uh, David A. Howe Public Library, Twitter at All The Books Show, or uh, go ahead and give us a call and we will point you in the right direction for whatever state or county you happen to be listening in today. You can also find information online at rockthevote.org. Uh, once again, thanks to my guests and hope you'll join us next week for a regularly scheduled episode of the All The Book Show. Thanks.